take these diet pills, use this wrap, chug this magic shake, cook yourself boring separate meals from your family, do more cardio, eat less, cut out every food that you love. You just need more willpower and motivation. Misery is necessary. These are the messages that traditional dieting tell us. But the truth is, losing weight and getting fit doesn't have to be so damn hard, time-consuming, or draining. Seven years ago, I said, screw this, and I decided to go on a journey to find a better way. Now I'm in the best shape of my life after two kids, and I look and feel better in my 30s than I did in my 20s, and I have also helped save other moms from these old-school methods of weight loss and fitness. My mission is to help you break up with traditional dieting and fitness nonsense, to create a happy and sustainable healthy lifestyle, to strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself, to help you unleash your inner and outer strong mom. So throw out everything that you thought you knew about fitness and nutrition and come with an open mind. I'm Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach for moms, and this is the Mom is the New Strong Show. Hey, strong moms. Welcome back to another episode. I apologize right now. I'm really congested, but we're totally going to run with it. I don't want to miss a week. And I'm really, really excited to bring you um, what we're going to talk about today, which is going to be part two of my Fit Mom Pyramid. This is going to be talking about the second layer, which is nutrition. So if you haven't listened to part one, go now, listen to that. It's called What to Focus on and When to Create a Fit Lifestyle. And uh, in parentheses, Fit Mom uh, Pyramid Part 1. Go ahead and do that. But just to kind of give a recap from last week, um, this Fit Mom Pyramid is really the basis of how I, for myself and when I work with women, help them to figure out where they're stuck and what they need to work on right now. Because what a lot of times we'll do is we'll try to work on everything all at once. And that's a really, it's really not a good approach to creating a healthy lifestyle. We need to build upon things. And there's things that matter more than others when you're first getting started. A lot of the times you're really easy to focus on exercise when we haven't even gotten down just the healthy lifestyle basics. So I really encourage you, if you haven't, go back, listen to that, and you'll understand more about what this pyramid and how it works. The first layer um, was the lifestyle basics. And then today is the second layer, which is nutrition. So we're going to talk all nutrition and creating these healthy habits. So let's first talk about why dieting doesn't work and how this um, pyramid, including this layer of nutrition, what it's really going to focus on, which is what diets don't do for you. And the problem is that diets are not sustainable. And we don't have a weight loss problem. We have a keeping the weight off problem. And the difference is creating a foundation and healthy habits that build a healthy lifestyle that lasts because ultimately sustainability is key. This is why diets don't work. You know, and, and the thing is about diets, I want you to realize and if you, you know, let me backtrack. Let me not get off my notes. <laughs> Let me go ahead and stick to my notes because I don't want to get off on a tangent. But really, when it comes down to it, you're welcome to try whatever diet you or way you want of eating. This can totally apply to all of that. But I want you to really consider if what you are doing will mean completely cutting out food groups long term. And really, is that a, a realistic way of eating? Does that really fit in your lifestyle? Can you see yourself doing that for a year and beyond? Because the truth 
is, however you lose the weight, that's how you're going to keep it off. And if you are not sure or, or you're kind of struggling with this, I want you to go back and listen to my very first episode, which was the five steps of creating your perfect diet, because that's really going to put this in perspective and help you to understand, you know, for one, why dieting don't wor- doesn't work and what to do about it. All right, so let's move on to the second layer of my Fit Mom Pyramid, which is nutrition. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. I want to say mindset is first, then nutrition, and then exercise. If you notice, guys, I don't talk a ton about exercise. If you follow me on social media, I'm not like those girls on Instagram that are posting their cute little workouts every day. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. There's enough of that crap on social media. And the problem that I see with that is that it's showing these women, hey, just do this and you're going to look like me when exercise is a important factor. But if you don't have Um, you know, a healthy lifestyle in place, if you don't have your nutrition to complement that exercise, it doesn't mean crap. And not only that is we're all on different levels of fitness. So you're seeing this woman that's been exercising for years and years and years, and she's doing these crazy workouts. Well, she worked up to that. And that's not where you need to start. And actually, by doing too much too fast, what that's going to do is you're going to see results, but you're going to plateau even faster. And then you're going to have to do a lot more on top of that to, to continue to see results instead of like kind of, you know, starting from where you need to start and kind of milking it throughout the way of your results and building upon it and not getting where you want to speed up the process, right? And get the most out of that process. So that's my little <laughs> my little rant for today. So remember last week, we talked about the first layer of the foundation, which was the healthy lifestyle basics. This was sleep, water, stress, and mindset. Remember, this is a pyramid you build upon. And if you don't have a solid foundation, just like a house, your fit lifestyle will eventually crumble. So without the healthy lifestyle basics down, you are setting yourself up to a struggle 100% along the way. And willpower is not a great strategy when it comes to losing weight and getting fit. And it can be helpful, but it should not be the way you go about this. You should always be striving towards creating healthy habits that stick and become easy, routine, and automatic. So another thing to keep in mind mind is we always work your way up on this pyramid. So remember, exercise is actually the third layer of this pyramid. And so we've all heard the saying, 80% of your results come from nutrition and the other 20% come from exercise. Yet most of us continue to make exercise a priority over nutrition. My guess is this, it's because nutrition is really, it's really damn hard you know, compared to exercise. Exercise only asks for an hour commitment, maybe three to six times a week. But nutrition requires commitment 24-7, all day long, as long as you're awake. So also on top of this, food is emotional, addictive, comforting, and a big part really of our society. Not only that, but food is big money. So these food companies actually pay a lot of money for food scientists to create their foods to be highly palatable. So they light your brain up similar to that of a drug addict. It's no wonder we feel out of control around certain foods. They were made for us to feel this way. So you can, you know, come back for more and no amount of willpower in the end is over is really going to over overcome biology. It's important also to understand that this, so you can realize that the problem isn't you, you're not weak, you don't lack willpower. The problem is the kind of foods you're eating and how they affect you. So in this nutrition layer, 
It's all about getting back control around food, becoming aware of how you eat, dealing with cravings, creating healthier habits, replacing foods with better options, getting routines down, and ultimately making healthier food choices 80 to 90% of the time. Once again, did I ever say you have to be perfect? You will never hear me say you have to be perfect to get results because the truth is you don't. You have to be consistent. You have to be making better choices, more better choices than the choices that are making you fall behind. And if you ever notice, I will, if you didn't notice when I talked about what this layer is about, did I ever mention macro counting or some fancy diet? No, the truth is most of us, we are not at the level of macro counting yet. Though it doesn't mean you can't get started, I just want you to realize that you can kickstart weight loss and, and results just by making some smaller changes. It doesn't make sense to expect yourself to go all in and macro count to a T when you don't even know how to read food labels yet or have never kept a food journal. It's almost like trying to run when you haven't quite learned how to walk yet. Got it? <laughs> also, when you try to overcomplicate things too fast, you feel it's too hard and you want to give up and you get overwhelmed and, you know, overthink all the things to the point where you come become like a deer in headlights and able to take action. And that's not where I want you to be. Um, messy action is better than taking no action at all. Like I said, coming back around, consistency, taking action, doesn't mean we're gonna do all the things all at once 100%, but how can I get a little bit better every day? How can I get a little bit better every day? That's really what we need to keep in our mind. So what's next? You understand you wanna make a healthy lifestyle change, right, around nutrition, but where do you start? Especially when there's so many things to work on, right? It can get so overwhelming fast. You know, this just trying to research alone what to eat, how to eat, what's the best diet can be very overwhelming. Once again, I really want you to go back if you haven't and listen to episode number one about finding your five ways to find your perfect diet, because that's going to also help you to eliminate all that overthinking. Because if you're like me, most women that follow me, I feel like they're like me. I attract women that are like me. I'm a perfectionist. I am an all or nothing person. I'm a very passionate person. So when I do something, I also, I'm going to overanalyze the crap out of it because I'm a perfectionist. I'm going to do all this research. It drives my freaking husband crazy that I do this to the point where I'm so overwhelmed. I just take, I don't take any action because I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. All these different things, all these, you know, so you just don't even take action at all because you're so overwhelmed. And I want you to realize that this is what's really kind of complicated in a way about weight loss or the thing that people don't realize is there is multiple ways to lose weight. They all focus, bottom line, on the same kind of factors, which is, you know, decreasing calories, uh, making better food choices. They all pretty much boil down to that. And so it's like pick and choose which one, you know, which one you think is going to work for you. There's not a perfect diet. You know, the perfect diet is the one, and I'm giving it away if you haven't listened to that episode, that the perfect diet is really one that's going to fit with your lifestyle, one that you can stay consistent with. That's bottom line. Because if you can't adhere to what you're doing, you're not going to get results and you're not going to keep the results. Bottom line, like I said before, we do not have a weight loss problem. We really have a keeping the weight off problem. And I know this probably hits home for you or somebody you know, you've seen this, is where 
we do this yo-yo dieting. We gain weight. I mean, we lose weight and we gain it back. We lose weight and we're just, you know, chronically always dieting, right? But why, like, there's something wrong with that. There's, it's not working and we need to stop doing it. And the way you stop doing it is by actually picking and choosing ways that you can stay consistent with, not where you have to willpower through to get results and then, you know, go off on a big binge because you just overexhausted yourself and, and deprived yourself so much. Why not take that energy and focus towards creating a healthier lifestyle that's going to work for you for a lifetime? That sounds a lot more realistic, but it's not as sexy as trying the next best diet or the next best thing or the next exciting diet. I get that, but we got to take put that aside and really realize why is this not working for me and we need to try a different way. And I really want to encourage you to listen to what I have to say today and really start applying these things to your life. So like I said, what's the next step? You know, um, what's next? You understand all this stuff. So let's, what do we got to do? And it really, it's really simple. It's like you, all you really have to do, you work on it one step at a time, right? Like I said earlier, you get a little bit better every day, a little bit better every day, not perfect from the beginning and holding that yourself on this pedestal. And so you pick two to three things to focus on every week and you build from there. You create small weekly goals based on these things that we're going to talk about, actionable goals that you can measure at the end of the week. So look out in the near future. Um, actually, after I do this Fit Mom Pyramid series, I have one more to do next week, which is going to be layer three and layer four. I'm going to combine those two in next week's episode. But after that, I'll be releasing a podcast episode that's all about how to do this goal setting, how to create these small actionable goals, and how you can use this to help keep you motivated and reach your goals faster. So stay tuned. For now, I just want you to focus on learning the concepts of this fit mom pyramid and figuring out what layer what area you need to focus on so when I come out with that goal setting podcast you'll be ready and you'll know how to apply it so let's focus back on the nutrition layer what are things you need to focus on and what in what order I'm about I'm all about making this actionable for you. I want you to walk away from my episodes in this episode. I want you to have with practical down to earth steps and ways you can apply this in your own life because that's really where the magic happens is taking action. It's one thing to be listening to all my you know episodes, you know, uh, or trying to find motivation, trying to research this and that, but that's not what's going to get you results. What's going to get you results is taking action. And so when we have something that's easy, um, tangible, some like that first step, sometimes that's all it takes is like, that's all it is, is a bunch of steps, right? You take that first step. Okay, now what's the next step? And you just focus on one to two things at a time, instead of overwhelming ourselves to do everything at once. So let's pretend you are somebody that has no experience with eating healthy. Let's start from the basics and let's work our way up. And more than likely, this means you are somebody that struggles with food cravings and has an idea of what foods are healthy and what foods aren't healthy, but you don't really understand how to read food labels or really what carbs, proteins, and fats are. 
Right now, your biggest struggle is probably getting control around food, hands down, right? We got we to gotta focus on that. The first place I would recommend everyone start is actually by keeping a food journal. Yep, you heard me right. And I'm not saying you got to start keeping a food journal to macro count or count anything. That's not the point of the food journal right now. You start a food journal for the number one reason, and this is why it matters so damn much, is that it creates awareness. Awareness of how your eating habits are and how food is playing a role in your life. (laughs) The thing is, you you can't change anything unless you're aware of it right? How can you change something you're not aware of? And and also, did you know that studies show people that keep a consistent food journal lose twice as much weight as those don't? don't? Yep, it's true. <laughs> you can go look it up yourself. But really focusing on creating the awareness. So that way we can really focus on what do we need to change for you? And I challenge you today Right now, if you got to pause this, you can pause this podcast if you have to, but go to your app store and download MyFitnessPal. That's the app that I recommend. It's really easy. They have a huge database and I challenge you to start tracking today. It doesn't matter. Like figure it out. You don't have to be perfect, right? Because a lot of people will get also overwhelmed with um, having the right type of portions of the food and this and that. If you really want to start learning portion control and things like that, get a food scale, you know, get a measuring cup, measuring spoons. That's all you really need. And just measuring out your food. Do the best, the best possible of keeping track of all that stuff. But right now, you're not really focused on that per se. What I want you to focus on is your eating habits, you know, what, how are you eating and in what way and start to become aware of the things that need to start changing. Okay. So you start a food journal. Now what? And so you're going to, like I said, you're going to track everything you eat and drink into it. You start becoming aware of when you have food cravings. You ask yourself, what emotions were I feeling before I ate this? What was that trigger? How long before that did I last eat? Was it because I was hungry or was it based out of emotion? And you start to learn yourself and you will start to notice that you have patterns because 40% 40 to 50% of our daily lives is habits. That's why they're so important and you cannot overlook this. And the point the thing that's hard with habits is a lot of the times they will become routine. They will become automatic. We have to force ourselves to consciously think about these habits that we're doing because more than likely what you've been doing, you've been You've been doing that for a long time. (laughs) You know, that's why it's become so automatic and that's why it's so hard to break. So you start taking notes of all those little habits. Do you skip meals? Are you eating meals that are balanced with protein and vegetables? Do you have bad habit of eating your kids' leftover dinosaur chicken nuggets for lunch instead of having a well-balanced meal? Are you eating mindlessly in front of the TV? Do you use food to give you something to do when you're bored? How many times a week do you eat out? Is there that one consistent day of the week you grab fast food because you have something routinely planned in the evening? What foods do you feel you have no control around? Are there temptations at work you're struggling with to avoid? Is there someone in your life that is influencing you to make unhealthy choices? Write this all down. Journal this. Document as you go. 
There, you know, there is where people go wrong. This is really where people go wrong when it comes to nutrition. They want to jump all in and do some fancy diet plan. They want to ignore all the unhealthy habits they have developed and been doing for years in hopes that if they will power through it long enough, that it will go away. And the truth is bad habits don't go away that easy because the trigger is still there. You have a bad habit of having a bowl of ice cream every night before didn't bedtime. Guess what? Bedtime happens every damn day. You can't avoid that. This is why it's so important to become aware of those habits so you can understand what triggers them and replace that negative action with a power, a powerful, healthy one instead consciously too. At first, yes, it takes willpower, but the more you do it, the more ingrained it becomes in your subconscious mind, just like that unhealthy habit, right? So we can, just as you've been doing, you have that ingrained unhealthy habit, you can do the same thing with a healthy habit. We just got to consciously be doing it and practicing it, but the more we do it, the easier it will become. And the best approach is to recognize that really, all your unhealthy habits and struggles. That's really the best thing is is to realize all that stuff. This is unique to everyone, which is why cookie cutter diet plans don't work half the time. It never takes care of the root problem, but not you, girlfriend. You're going to do the hard work. It's not fun to work on changing habits. It's a lot more fun to like jump into something that's new and exciting all at once, right? I get it. I've been there, but I promise you patience focus and being steady wins the race every freaking time, right? And we know this because we do those little fad diets or these things that sound really exciting and extreme and you're like, I'm going to go all in and we do it. But how long does that really last? How long do the results really last? And so that's not, that's not, um, it's not a great way, like I said, of, of weight loss. That's to me, that's not a real big win. That's not a long-term win at all. So keep a food journal for a week or two every day. Write down what you realized and found out that day about your eating habits. Then you take all of that and you create a list of all the things you need to work on. And I want you to number all those biggest struggles. I want you to number those struggles from biggest struggle to least. So you're going to have this list of all your struggles that you realize, all these bad habits and things that you have come to realize over, you know, keeping a food journal these past couple of weeks. And you're going to number them. Number one is going to be your biggest struggle all the way down to whatever is your least struggle. I want you to start focusing on working on just one to two struggles a week. And of course, you're going to start with your biggest struggles first. All right. And so this is how we also create healthy habits is we work on one thing. We work on a few things at a time. Right. And I want you to work on those things until you get them. And then you work on the next thing. It doesn't make sense to work on your two biggest struggles for a couple of weeks. And then you're like, okay, I'm bored of this. I'm going to work on the next one, even though I haven't really, you know, I haven't really fixed or or, uh, overcome those struggles. Let's just go to the next thing. No, you don't do that for however long it takes. You work on those biggest struggles because those are the biggest struggles. Those are what's going to give you the most return on turning around, right? The biggest bang for your buck, so to say. So what are some examples of struggles and ways to create better habits? You know me, I love examples. So let me go ahead and give you some examples. 
Okay, you have a habit of eating something sweet every night after dinner. Say this is one of your struggles. How do we create this into a better habit? What are things we can do to work on this? So you can ask yourself, what is something else you can do instead that will help you relax or give you that indulgent experience? And, you know, how can you indulge without eating a whole damn bowl of ice cream? For someone that might be having two pieces of dark, like small dark chocolate after dinner, But if you can't, if moderation is hard for you, then this could mean something else. That might not be the best approach. You, what could might work for you is brushing your teeth right after dinner so you're not tempted to eat again. Or starting your bed routine with your kids a little early instead of sitting on the couch where you usually eat your bowl of ice cream. So that's breaking up your environment that was really, um, pushing you towards wanting that bowl of ice cream. Try something and go with it. It might take a little trial and error more than likely for these biggest struggles, which I'm probably going to guess a lot of you ladies are going to say is some type of food craving or some type of an emotional eating. Those are hard and that's a big deal. So it's going to take a little bit of trial and error, figuring out what works for you. Something doesn't work. You don't give up. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It doesn't mean you don't have enough willpower. You can't do that. You just haven't found the approach that works for you. And I feel very strongly about that. You know, and this goes into all regards. If you are struggling with weight loss, you've tried all these things. It's not your fault. You just haven't found an approach that works for you. All right. So keep that in mind. Next thing is, or actually, we're talking about examples, right? (laughs) I'm not done yet. Another example is you struggle with eating out many times a week. What you can do is you can start planning out your meals for the days you know when you're going to be most busy, when you're most likely to want to go out to eat or grab something through a drive-thru for dinner. You know, if eating out for lunch every day is your struggle, you work full time, then try meal prepping your lunches. Try to be as proactive as you can about the things that are your struggles because majority of the time it's because we haven't planned for them right? This is another thing. We, we start a diet plan. We start all these things. We're like, no, we're going to be 100%. We're going to go all in and we're going to do it this time. And we do not anticipate for setbacks. Guess what? They're going to happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this, no matter how much willpower you have, setbacks are going to happen. So anticipate them. So you can handle with them with grace instead of being uh, naive or you just don't want to not coming to that realization that that's that's a possibility. Let's be let's be ready for that setback. Right. Another example is you struggle with this one junk food, right, or this one food. I like to call these kryptonite foods. I will explain this a little bit right now. My kryptonite food is trail mix, (laughs) chips and salsa. I'm trying to think because I really don't keep those things in the house. The reason being these are kryptonite foods is because I can't, it's hard for me to control my damn self around them. I can't just have a few. So I just don't put those things in the house. And so this is going to be unique to you because you're probably thinking, you have a problem with trail mix? Like, I'm serious, guys. If it has dry fruit and and nuts and especially like pieces of dark chocolate, I can eat the whole damn bag. And if you've never really read food uh, labels, look at the food label. A serving size is like three tablespoons for some of those trail mix. And that is like ridiculous. That is not a serving size, especially for me. So I just can't control myself. So I'd rather just not have it around or I'm going to definitely overeat. 
And so I want you to think about what are your kryptonite foods? What are those things that probably shouldn't be in the house at all? For example, some people, it's donuts. I have no freaking problem with donuts. I can have them in my house all day long. I don't really care or like donuts. So it's not a big deal for me. Same with ice cream. Every once in a while, I crave. I always actually, I'll be completely honest. We always have ice cream. I like, I mean, a lot of times I have Halo Top, but I always have ice cream in the fridge. And it's like, I rarely think about it. So that's not a problem for me to have in my house. It's not a trigger food. It's not a kryptonite food. So that's another thing. Really think about what are your kryptonite foods? You know, what are those things that you just can't, you know, (laughs) you just can't have in the house or you're going to be constantly thinking about it? (laughs) You know what that food is, right? So let's not use more willpower than we need to because willpower is a battery you have so much you wake up you have so much for the day once it's shot it's gone that's why in the evenings you cravings are so much harder to resist so that's something else you can work on another example is you overeat at meals try to figure out why that is you know is it because you're skipping other meals Uh, maybe try adding in a healthy snack in between your meals maybe you're like me i have to eat every two to three hours And that works really well for me. So I don't feel like I want to binge the next meal. Do what works for you, right? And some of you might not even have a problem with that. Once again, do you see how unique this is to you? This is really a learning you journey. The end result, the end goal though, should be eating healthy 80 to 90% of the time consistently. This includes the weekend, ladies. (laughs) That's right. This is your passage to move on to the next layer in the pyramid. You have to be eating 80% healthy 80 to 90% of the time. You know, things you want to strive to add in that will actually help you get there. Excuse me. I'm all congested. That was gross. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Okay, so things you want to strive to add in that will help you get there are meal planning, meal prepping, not skipping meals, reading food labels, eating protein with every snack and meal, dealing with emotional eating, cutting out sodas and daily junk food, cutting out the kryptonite foods, adding more vegetables, eating fast food only once or less a week, and even at that most fast uh, fast food places have better choices you can make. One of my favorite fast, pl- fast food places to eat at, yes, I said favorite fast food, is Chick-fil-A. They have amazing options. I love their superfood salad. It's so awesome. All their salads are good and their wraps. That's probably like my thing there. But there are healthier options. Even McDonald's, guys. My family, we eat McDonald's sometimes. It happens, but I get a salad. And the salads are actually pretty damn good there. So there are other choices. Also traveling. If you are somebody that travels a lot and that's an issue eating on the road, there are healthier things you can pick at convenience stores. You don't have to pick chips. You can get beef jerky. You can get a protein bar. You can get water, unsweetened tea. You don't have to get the sodas. So there really, guys, there's no excuses, honestly. It's just planning ahead and making better choices, but you have to be aware of what you're doing to make those better choices, right? So that's where this all falls into. So if you are not sure still where you stand on this Fit Mom Pyramid, say you've already listened to part one and you're still like, I don't know where I really struggle. I feel like maybe I struggle with all of these things all at once. I want you to go and take my quiz. It's at bit.ly forward slash stuck to fit quiz. And I'm going to put in the show notes. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-T-U-C-K, the number two, 
F-I-T-Q-U-I-Z, Stock to Fit Quiz. And, you know, this is a short quiz that you can take and it'll really help you to figure out which of these you're really stuck on and what to focus on. But I want you to stay tuned. Next week, I will talk about the last two layers of the pyramid and we can really put this all together. But what I have found, the majority of the women are usually struggling with the layer layer one and layer two. Layer one, once again, is the healthy fit or the healthy lifestyle basics. And layer two is what we talked about today, which is the nutrition. So the more likely when you take that quiz, you're going to be on one of those layers. And that's perfectly fine. That's a great starting point. So I'm going to leave you ladies with that. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, I will see you next week and next week's episode. Also, if you want to um, hang out with me, you know, not just once a week on Tuesday, I want you to or I'm inviting you to join my Facebook group. It's um, facebook.com slash groups slash mom is the new strong club. And every Saturday I do a mini training that's really good. Um, I this last trade this last week's training on um, I call them weekly lives was about dealing with negative people and not letting them dull your shine. So it's probably been one of my most popular um, Facebook lives in the group. So if you want to check that out, like I said, go to the group, request access. And not only that, I share free recipes. I um, will get in there and I'll share other things every once in a while. But I always do that weekly um, Facebook live on Saturdays around 2 p.m. ish. So I'm going to put that also in the show notes. If you didn't get it, it's Mom is the new strong club is what the group is called in Facebook. But I'll leave you ladies with that. And uh, hopefully I'll see you in my Facebook group. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mom is New Strong podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to momisthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.